Good evening. We're ready to get started tonight. We're learning Maseches Tainus Dafyud Gimel, and as well Dafyud Dalid Amr Aleph. We'll be going about three fourths of the way down in your Hashem on that Daf, unless we run out of time. I hope we don't. Please God, Hashem, please help us all. It should not take fifty minutes to get there. Let's get started. We're on your Gimel Amr Aleph, four lines down. Omar Rafram Bar Papa Amar We're going to learn two halachos from Rav Chizda and spend some time. Analyzing these two halachos. Kol shahu mishum evel. Anyone has a scenario of evel. What does that mean? This is why we, one of the many reasons we love Rashi. Rashi is about a quarter of the way down the page, and the Rashi's in her margin deeper hamaskal kol shahu mishum evel. Oh. Now here's the details of the Gemara. Kol tainis sha'asru chachamim rechitza mishum evel. Anytime the chachamim instituted a restriction on rechitza because of evel, and then we can go back into our Gemara. So Rav Papa says that kol shemishum Rav Chizda says kol shemishum evel. If someone has a, a restriction of rechitza because of an avelus, such as kigon tisha be'av ve'avel, in those cases when we have a restriction of avelus, it's aser bein becham and bein betzonin. The water temperature doesn't make a difference. Nothing doing. Not allowed. If you have a restriction by rechitza because of oneg, because of enjoy, something that's enjoyable, like a regular tainus tzibor, in those cases, and that was his statement. We don't need Rebchizda. We have this, some of this in a Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah on the previous blot, on the previous Amr, I should say, had told us that we even, when there were those fasts for which there were no rain and we started fasting and we restricted water on those days, we restricted Rechitza, so then they closed the Merchatzos. So what does that mean that they closed the Merchatzos? So this is, we needed a little bit of history. The Merchatzos were... Were, uh, were, were, were places that you would bathe. They were not mikvahs. They were places that had hot water. It wasn't a mikvah because a mikvah required it to be mayim. It couldn't be mayim. It had to be mayim shuv. It had to be flowing water and it couldn't be in a kli. The only way they ever made hot water back in the day was in a kli. So the merchatzos was always hot water, which wasn't even eligible to be mikvah water. So the Gemara says, obviously you're not allowed to take a shower and, and anything warm because the Mishnah said merchatzos were closed and those were always warm water. So says the Gemara, that's not correct. Amar Abaye, and he asks back with a little snarkiness, it seems from the Gemara, this rhetorical question. The Ibitzonin Usr, had it been theoretically, says Abaye, that really the Mishnah was also going to, that Rav Chiza was also going to restrict, uh, the Mishnah was also going to restrict cold water. Do you think Would he have said, oh, hold on, we're going to build a dam so that the water stops so that nobody gets any water flowing in the river? That's ridiculous. That's not, that makes no sense at all. So in other words, he was saying that we can't learn anything from the line in our Mishnah of the Noah and the Samir Chatzos. But then the son comes to the defense of his father. Omar Rav Shisha Bereda Rav Idi. Rav Idi was the one who was asking the question of Af uh, Ananami Tanina. And he says, Abba, my father, Hachi Kashale. This is what was bothering him. Michdi, when we analyze what's going on, Tanan, what do we see? Aser Berachitza. Our Mishnah had said that on these fasts, on the second set of fasts, where we are going to be more restrictive, you're not allowed to wash. And then Noah and Merchatzos. But why do we have to say that? Lamali, why do I have to add that in? You said that it was usher to wash. Why do you have to say the merchatzos at all? Say nothing. Doesn't matter. You still can't wash. Whether or not you bring in the mushal of, of the merchatzos, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a totally secondary, unnecessary point. It's like saying you're not allowed to shop on Shabbos and therefore you should close the store. Don't close the store. Who cares? You're not allowed to shop on Shabbos. So the, that's, what, that's what was bothering Rav Idi. Based on the fact that he added in which was an extraneous phrase, Therefore, we can see that maybe Rav Chizda would be supported by the following. 
When a person has a chiyuv tefila, we don't paskin this way, that when a person is chayiv b'tefila, we don't paskin that tefila bizman as a mitzvah. So therefore, even if, uh, let's say, well, the most common scenario by us is hilchos nida, that if a woman has a, a day that it's appropriate for her, the right day for her to go to the mikvah, we paskin that mitzvah. So therefore, we can push off going to the mikvah. If a husband is out of town and it's not shaykh for them to be together that night, so then there's no mitzvah for her to go to the mikvah that night. Doesn't she can? It just doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't change anything. So, but back there was an assumption in the Gemara that it was not that way. So here's an example of that, and maybe this supports the shita ruchisa kol kedarkan. If somebody has a mitzvah to go to the mikvah, so they should. Go to the mikvah, whether it's Tisha B'av or Yom Kippur. So says the Gemara B'may. What is the scenario that that b'risa is talking about? If you want to say that it's hot, you can't go to the mikvah in hot water. So this doesn't mean what we think it means. It doesn't mean you can't go to the hot, hot mikvah. The Rabbi Tversky's mikvah has two mikvahs. It's got boiling hot mikvah. It's like you're cooking yourself when you walk in. And the other one, which they say is warm, is very hot still. It's, all, it's very hot water. So obviously, mutter to do that, what the Gemara is referencing here is the cultural norms. They had no way to boil water en masse like that. It had to be put into a boiling a hot a hot pot. They had to boil a pot of water and dump it in. That's not kosher for a mikvah because a mikvah has to be mayim shuvim. So when the Gemara says that they were tovel uh, kedarkan, no matter what, it can't be bechamin. Tefila bechamin mika. That's not possible. That would be shuvin in who we need to have shuvin, and that's not shuvin because the only way that they could have ever boiled water was bikli, and that ruins it for being a mikvah. Allah, it must therefore be that when that person who has a chiyuv tefila and that they're tovel kedarkan on tishu b'avon yom kippurim, it must be that it's bitzoning. In uh, and when a person has a mitzvah to go to the mikvah, they would. But in ishachrina alone, but nobody else would be able to go to the mikvah. So this is uh, what we're trying to bring as a siyua. This is very similar to rechiza that an avel has no washing at all. The only people who can go to the mikvah, someone who has a chiyu. But if someone doesn't have a chiyu at all, <clears throat> no water at all, nothing. That's the, that's the din by avelos. When a person's by avelos, they don't take a shower. Nothing, nothing at all. You're not allowed to do that. So says the Gemara, no, this is not necessarily, this price about kol chai is not necessarily a support for the sheet of Rav Chiza. We're halfway down in Yud Gimel Amin Aleph. How, why is that the case? Because Amar Rav Chana Bar lo nitzracha elu l'cha Maybe we're talking about a case of the Chamei Tveria. The Chamei Tveria, it was a natural spring and it was naturally very hot. And we're just not, it's like confusing in those times. Normally, like in their brain, it was coated. Like if the mikvah's hot, it's not kosher for tefillah. Because the only way to warm it up was bikli, which meant that it wasn't mayim shuvin. So that's why things got a little bit murky. So they said, "Don't worry. That when a, when there is a chiyut tefila, one can go into the chametzveria afalpi that the water is hot. So therefore, no raya. Ihachi, if that's true, says the Gemara ema seifa. Then we don't understand the seifa of that brisa. Says the Gemara, Amar of Chanina. What's the end of that brisa? Amar of Chanina skan hakohanim. I have a little PTSD whenever I see this name from the Gemara early on in Maseches Psachim, somewhere in the Yuds. I think it's the hardest Gemara and Shas that we've learned so far. Uh, all the Kalvachomers, I still don't understand it. I never want to look back at that video because I don't know what happened. I didn't understand it when I was standing here either. So, Amar of Chenin Eskana Kohanim, Kedai Hu Beiselukeinu Le'abed Olav Tefila Pamachas Bishano. After the Chorban, it's reasonable that a person should not go to the mikvah one time a year. How do we understand that, Brisa? If we assume that going to the mikvah Bitsonin is mutter, so then Yerchatz Bitsonin. 
So then what does the Bryce mean when it says that we're being Ma'abed? If it's mutter to go to the mikvah and cold, it must be that it's not mutter to go to the mikvah. So then if that's the case, that's a real problem. So Amara Papa, Be'asra, Delo we're only talking about a case where there was no cold water, obviously, but yes, you're correct, that really the halacha is that Be'tzonein, uh, when one has a chiyuv to go to the mikvah, that even if it's Tishabav, even if it's Yom Kippur, that they should do so in cold water. Again, we don't pass in this way. And even if a woman's uh, appropriate time to go to the mikvah would be on Yom Kippur Mamish, it is not correct to do so, and we do not send women to the mikvah on those nights, even with the mitzvah pruravu, like we saw last night, but chasuchevanim. We saw that sugya last night. That consideration is not employed because tashmish shamit is aser. So Dion in the postkin by Yom Kippur is that is that of the chamesh sinim is that an iser derais or not? It's certainly hashkafically off base, but the question is, what is the status of the Isser? So many Rishonim hold that by Yom Kippur, the only Isser de Oraisa is, uh, is the Mamash whatever's in the Pasuk, is, uh, of Tanuas Nafshosechim. You can't eat or drink, but the others are Isser de Rabbanim, but there's a bit of a deal when it comes to some of the other ones. Either way, says the Gemara two thirds of the way down, let's ask another question in regards to Rav Chizda's starting comments. Toshma, we're a little bit more than halfway down, two thirds of the way down. Toshma. This brisa is about uh, at ten, eight lines or so. We only need the second half of the brisa, but of course, we're going to learn every word. Tashma, the brisa writes, When we say that with certain fasts that one is not allowed to do malacha, that only applies during daylight hours of a fast. However, the night prior, which in theory should be part of the fast, no iser malacha under those circumstances. Next part of the b'raisa. When they say that one is not allowed to wear leather shoes, that's only true in the city. When a person's walking or traveling, Mutter. Then they're allowed to wear them. How does this play out? You're leaving your house to go walk somewhere. Noel, you can put on the, the leather shoes. Once you get to the city limits, cholets. This reminds me of a Givaldic Shaila. Mayor Katzenstein here in town is a Moel. And he told me about a Shaila where he had the ability to do a bris uh, for someone that was extremely far. Um, he couldn't walk there, but he could rollerblade there. So this was a Gans Shaila. Can you wear the rollerblades? There's nothing usser about wearing rollerblades on Yontif. He could carry his shoes in his backpack because Yontif has no Israel of carrying. So he asked a Shaila. I don't remember the outcome, but it's a great Shaila. Uh, here it's a, it doesn't look very good to walk, run around and it looks a little sacrilegious and then you're going to go do a bris. So like, what kind of mold? It doesn't look from, you know. <laughs> but halachically speaking, is it usher to wear rollerblades? No, no, we use strollers. It also wears down the wheels. So that's a great shiloh. But uh, here we have such a distinction as well. When you're in the city limits, there's one thing. And when you're outside of the city limits, it's a little different. Uh, anyways, let's get to the part of this b'risa that we need. We're about uh, 10, 12 lines from the bottom. Now the b'risa continues, This is going to connect to what we're learning. When we say that it is usher to wash one's body, that's only true in regards to washing one, one, uh, one person's whole body. This is what the Brisa says. And then the very difficult line of the Brisa is, This also applies seemingly everything in the Brisa that we just learned about Isser Malacha, about Ni'ila Sasandal, and about Rechitza. Seemingly these rules apply by a menuda, by a person who is put into excommunication, and as well by a person who is an Avel. Now, my lab akulhu, this line of v'chein where it says that all of the halachos apply between menuda and evel, shouldn't we assume that it applies everywhere? Ubemaya skinan, and what are we dealing with in regards to the rechitza? Is it ilema bechamin? If that's true that we're talking about hot, hot water, pun of yoda viraglov, misharu, when it comes to an avel, there's zero heterim for that. I've heard of people who during shiva have showered. It's a complete, completely unacceptable. There's nothing. 
except for Zuhama, and even then it can't be with hot water, it's totally not allowed. So says the Gemara, if you're saying that a person's in Avelos, and the Brisa applies not only to the case of the Menuda, but also to the case of the Avel, that's impossible. You can't even dip your hand in hot water. Nothing. Avelos is just total zero. No showering for the entire time. What? Are you asking or telling? I'm recalling, unfortunately. I don't recall showering during Avelos at all. I do. I do. Uh-huh. On Erev Shabbos? Erev Shabbos. Samach Samach I don't know. I don't remember. No, but, I, but in our case, the tira was on a Thursday. The burial was on a Thursday, I think it was. So it was like, it was not Shaykh anyways. <laughs> we just showered the night before. Before you're, When you're an Onid, you can shower, no? I think it's just when you're in Avil. Anyways, let's continue. I'm not sure. So anyways, the, the Gemara has an implication here that um, that maybe uh, if we read the Brisa through this lens that the Menuda and the Avil are exactly the same, so then it seems to be that the Chamin, that an Avil can wash his hands and face. That's not possible because of uh, because that should not be allowed. El Alab says the Gemara Bitsonin. The Brisa is really talking about Bitsonin. Uh, so, okay, so that's a, that's a Shaila in regards to Rav Chizda, in regards to his din by Tainus, um, uh, because it seems that uh, his halacha is different than it was here. So it says, really, really, we are talking about Bichamen. And if it's true that we're talking about Chamen, that re- resurfaces our question for us. We're at the first long line on Yud Gimel Amaralev. That if you really learn this Brisa the way that it seems to be learned, which is that the halachos of Rechitza, that we mentioned in the Gemara, in the Brisa, apply both to a menuda, someone in excommunication, as well as an avil. So then it should be very problematic, says the Gemara. No, that the, the comparative side of that which applies to menuda also applies to an avil. That's only Asha Arakai. That's only referring to the Malacha discussion in the Brisa, and it's referring to the Ni'ilah Sasanda, but not to the Rechitza, because a menuda has more of a lenient status in regards to Rechitza than an avil. Toshma, let's try another another angle. Maisa, there was a very unfortunate incident. Umesu Banov, multiple children had passed away. So Rabbiosi ben Rabbi Chanina, Rahman al-Itzlan. And the Brisa says explicitly that he showered every day in cold water. So that's what right? it says what it says. He showered in cold water. So says the Gemara, if that's true, then what about Ruchizda? Ruchizda at the top of the page says that Bein Bacham and Bein Bitsonin, that a person who's in Avelos is not allowed. It's a Ruchizda Mishum Evel. And that's what's his language at the top of the page. It's coming out here to be the other way. Says the Gemara, Ruchizda is not wrong. That, neg- that, that Nebuch scenario had a different reason as to why Rabbi Yossi Ben Rabbi Chanina was allowed to shower because Hassam, four lines from the bottom, they were doubling on each on themselves. Like there was a, one patira was soon after the other. And therefore, when there are multiple scenarios of uh, um, multiple sequential avelis um, one after the other, then if if a person's hair gets very long, they can cut it with a razor. Let's just be clear. We're not cutting scalp with a razor. We're just cutting hair with a razor. That's not us or to cut a hair with a razor. That's fine. We cut hair with scissors. We don't take the scissor blade and run it on our scalp when we're done. I mean, I guess in the middle, it's not a problem. Just on the sides. The Hasidim do that. But uh, on the sides, all of a sudden, yeah. Just, uh, so that's what the Gemara says, is that if this, if this person, Rahman al-Islan, has Avelus after Avelus, and then they're not, they're allowed to just trim their hair with a razor, and they could rinse their clothes 
in water. And Amar of Chizda Bissar has to be with a razor. It had to be like Bederach Shinoi in these case scenarios, so no one would misunderstand. When you wash your clothes, it has to be with regular boring water. They would put some additives into the water for their laundry. We use Tide Pods. They took water and they would throw in a little bit of sand and then they'd put in a little bit of their version of soap, whatever it was. So we're blessed that it doesn't take very much to wash our, our clothing. Um, so uh, thank God for that. But this is what they would do in those case scenarios. So we tried to ask Ashaila about this case of Rabiosi ben Hanina, Rabiosi ben Reb Hanina, who did talk a shower during that time, but that was an, a unique scenario. And Rechizda's halacha still stands that a regular Avel who's only dealing with one Avelus. The Rechitzas Aser Bein Bechamin Bein Bitsonein, and this case is the exception. Um, and now we're going to see two versions of Rava. As you can already see from the Gemara, we're kind of staring a little bit. Like, we're not really sure, like, is the Rechitza Bitsonein for an Avel crystal clear? It doesn't seem crystal clear from the Gemara. We've tried a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> and now we're going to see why it isn't so crystal clear, because we have two versions of Rava, and then we're going to learn both of them because uh, it will help hopefully shed some light. Says the Gemara as follows, two lines from the bottom, Amar Rava, Avel, Moter Lirchotz Bitsonin Kol Shiva, Midi Dehave Abisra Bechamra. When a person is in Avelos, they are allowed to shower with cold water all seven days, just like during Avelos, even though it's weird, you're allowed to have Basar and you're allowed to have Chamri, you're allowed to have beer, a wine. Very strange. So uh, that's Takatru, one of the best meals that we had in Shiva was from a Palachek. <laughs> made a whole barbecue with skirt steak. I remember it just my stomach was hurting that I couldn't eat so much. I remember, but that was the first Kaddish I missed. I was, wasn't feeling well, but it was a Gavaldic dinner. So when you're in Onain, you're not allowed to eat meat, but when you're in Avelus, you are. So Rava seemingly makes some type of comparison that you're allowed to shower Bitsonin Kol Shiva, just like it's mutter to eat Abisra Ve'achamra. Okay, and take a look at the very last Rashi on the page, which gives us uh, an entry into the lumdus of what's happening here. Very short Rashi. What does that mean? The enjoyment of basar and chamra is similar to a cold shower. I don't know. It, it can't be what I'm thinking that it means. I think in those days, a cold shower was relatively normal. Like we don't we, that, was, that, was good that, was, that was the good life, right? They showered once a week in a cold shower. So I think what he's saying is that there's a little bit of a geschmack in a cold shower, and there's a little bit of a geschmack in Basar and Yayin, FLP, uh, that it's the time of Avelos. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says in this regard. And now let's ask a question on this sheet of Rava. So here Rava says, Mutter to be Merachets all seven days. Meisves, we turn to the top of your Gimel on The Gemara says, Geres, if you have a, a, a young girl who's eligible to be married, a Bogeres in Halacha, Rashi, top Rashi, <laughs> if she is uh, developed enough that she has two, two pubic hairs, Rishaa, Lenavel es Atzma, Eina, it should be Eina Rishaa. That doesn't make sense. Dalid. Just put comma. Ain't a Bogeres, Shehevi, Shtei Saros, comma. Rishah. The Bogeres, which is defined as Shtei Saros, is not going back on the Amen. Thank you. Ain't a Bogeres, Shehevi, Shtei Saros, Rishah, So much better. I'm wondering if the way I was reading it, nearly says the note here, Limchok Mikan Tebos, Shehevi, Shtei Saros. Uh, yeah, 
Well, it's okay. It's two different ways to read. It's the same result. It's the same result. Okay. Anyways, so whether or not that language was there, but the point is that she's old enough. In age, the post can speak about this as a girl who is uh, 12 and a half years old. At that time, it was a relatively, that's Shaduchim already. Uh, it's a whole different world than we're used to. So it says the Gemara, if she's a Bogeres, if she is an, an eligible bachelor, she's ready to get married, but she's sitting at Velus. Uh, she's not allowed to make herself look unpresentable but if there if she was under that age if she was 12 or under whatever whatever happens in the six months up to that point is a good discussion is it if she's 12 12 years and five months old then she's not a bogaris then nobody cares if she looks disheveled Okay, that's a good question. But Hanara, had she been younger, Risha? So says the Gemara, my lab, when we say that the Bogeres, that she's not allowed to be Menavel, my lab, are we not talking about showering? If you want to say Bechamin and Ein Bogeres Risha, she's not allowed to be Menavel, she should shower in hot water. How can that be? It must therefore be it must therefore be with cold water. Uh, and she is allowed to shower in cold water. What about her younger sister? Not allowed to shower at all. But didn't Rav on the bottom of the page say that you can shower Bitsona in Kol Shiva? So then that's Akasha on, on Rav. That's the Mesve. The Gemara is bothered by this. So it says the Gemara, Lo, you misunderstood. When we said that Ein Habogeris Rishala Navelis Atzma, that when this young woman of marriageable, if, you know, woman, when this young, whatever, I don't when this 12 and a half year old child, 13 year old girl is of marriageable age, when we say that she cannot make herself unpresentable, we're talking about akichal upirchus. We're talking about makeup and we're talking about how she braids her hair. We're not talking about showering. You just it's two ships passing in the night. You've totally missed it. That was uh, an incorrect assumption. And not only that, but maybe we can support this version of Rava, where Rava on the bottom of Yud Gimel Amidalev says that you are allowed to go, um, you are. What did I say? That all seven days you are allowed to use cold water. Maybe we have a raya from the following. Rabbi says that there was an unfortunate case scenario, as we've seen. It's a repeat of the Gemara before that Misa, there was a story. Maybe that's a perfect match. You have a story from the Tanaim that perfectly matches a sheet of the Amorite. This Nebuch story where there were subsequent sequential deaths of, of, uh, of his children. So therefore, for he had a kula, says the Gemara. You can't bring that as a raya to Rabba who agrees to that. It's not a raya at all because that case was uncommon. Amri, Hasam That's when there were sequential deaths in the family. The Tanya, the Brisa writes, as we've seen already, the leniencies we saw on the previous page that you can cut your hair with a razor, not your head, but your hair. And you can also wash your clothes in water. And Amar of Chizda Bitar Avaloba Misparaim, you have to use a razor and not scissors, but mine Vloba Nestor Vloba Ohel. Here we have an added word of Vloba Ohel. It's another additive or herb that was used to clean clothing. So says the Gemara, you can't use the case of Rabiosi of Rabiosi Barchanina as a raya because that case is not the normal case. So therefore, it's not a raya for Rava. And all of this was version one of Rava. So version one of Rava said that it's mutter to wash oneself in cold water during Shiva Ikada Amre. However, there's another version of Rava that's altogether different. One third of the way down, one quarter of the way down, and you'd gimelam and base. Ikada Amre, Amar Rava. Avil Asir Bitsonin Kol Shiva, the exact opposite. So we have two versions of Reva. We don't know which one is 
right. Mai why if we know that basar v'yayin are allowed during Shiva. So it says the Gemara, why is it that we're allowed to have basar v'yayin, but we're not allowed to shower in cold water? So it says the Gemara, hasam lefakuche pachde. There, when we allow a person to eat meat and to drink wine, it's to lessen the fear that he has. The uh, Gemara here is... What's the fear? The Gemara here on the side, if you look in the footnotes on, uh, in the Hagos Vitzionim, he actually uh, adds a couple of words. And he says that Rashi and Masechah's Baba Metziah Samach Bav adds, to remove some of his worries. It almost seems like the we're trying to cater, not almost, it is what is happening. We're catering to the emotional side of the Avel. And therefore the Chachamim did not restrict Basar and Yain. It was almost like a reprieve from the Avelis that was built in. That's what the Gemara seems to be saying, that there was a reprieve built in, a, a de-stressor of the ability to have Basar and to have Yain, uh, even during Avelis. Very interesting. I don't know. I just... It just seems shocking to me that you can have meat and wine during Avelis, mm -hmm. but it's taka true. And that the Gemara is now saying that within this version of Rava, you're not allowed to shower because that doesn't give the same reprieve, the same uh, escape from the Shiva as it would to have Basar and Yain, which is kind of very normal feeling. I don't know what exactly what the Gemara is intending, but it's something along those lines. Then the Gemara says, maybe I could bring a Raya to this, this new version of Rava. This version of Rava says that you're not allowed to shower at all during Abelus, even in cold water. Where's the Raya from? And we're going to see the same Marimakomos used in different ways because it's a new version of Rava. So this version of Rava says you're not allowed to shower in cold water and says the Gemara, we, what did we see? That a 13-year-old girl cannot make herself look unpresentable. What's implied from there and what's explicit in the Bryce as well. And then we said that the younger child, a 10-year-old girl, is, is allowed to be menavel herself, to make herself look unpresentable. And then we said, what was the case? If you want to say we're talking about using hot water, that she's not allowed to not shower, that's impossible. So that can't be that that case was talking about hot water. It must be which is going to be a beautiful proof because we see that if a girl is 13 years old, she's allowed to take a cold shower, but that 10-year-old girl is not allowed to use any cold water. That's a perfect match to Rav, who says no, no cold water, no cold showers, even cold showers during Shiva. It says the Gemara low. This is not a raya to Rava because as we explained above, we'll explain here, we're one third, a little bit more than one third of the way down low. The case of the Bogeres, of the 13-year-old girl who is of marriageable age, when we say that she cannot be menavel herself, that she can't be unpresentable, that's only speaking that's only speaking about makeup and about how she carries her hair. Now, all of that is the background. How do we paskin? So it says the Gemara, let's get into some psa kalacha. Amar zosomeres, Avel aser betichboses kol shiva. Your average avel is not allowed to wash their clothes at all. So that's one of the implications from this sugya from a couple of different places. And vehilchasa avel aser lirchotz kol gufo bein bechamen bein ditzonin. We seem to select the second version of Rava halacha lemaisa that one cannot even take a cold shower throughout shiva. Kol shiva that is the din that the Gemara concludes on aval. Pan of Yod Correct, you're not allowed to shower your whole body. However, one is allowed to wash their face and their uh, and their hands and their feet, not with hot water, but only with cold. To anoint oneself with oils, that's not allowed at all. If you're doing it, not in any form of ta'anuk, but only to remove zuama, 
uh, can be can be pretty gross after seven days. We're not used to that in our culture. We would be halachically be considered an istinus as it relates to showering. Uh, how long do people go without showering? Some people shower multiple times a day. So we would not uh, do well with this. Our version of zuama is not their version of zuama. Our version of body odor is not their version. Of, so like we're just way more sensitive than, than they were back in the day. But if whatever the parameters are that it was labor says zuama mutter, then it's okay. Total uh, gear shift. We're going back to our discussions about uh, tainus, about fasting. Says the Gemara, halfway down on Yud Gimel Amid When we add in the prayer for a fast day, where do we mention it? So says the Gemara, They went on a walk, Rabbi Yehuda and his son Rabbi Yitzchak, they went on a walk, and they were talking and learning. Here's what they said. If there's an individual who accepted upon himself to fast, Mispalel Sheltainis. He adds in the bracha of Anenu that we have in the middle of Shmona Esrei. Well, seemingly that's the case. Beheichan Omra. Where does he say this paragraph of, of Anenu? Says the Gemara, Ben Goel Lerofe. That's what we have in our, in our Sidurim. But what do we do? It's not the Yechidim. It's only the Chazan adds in that bracha. Says the Gemara, Maskifla Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak says to his father, Abba, I don't understand. Vichi Yachid Kovea Bracha Le'atzma. I, I, there's a certain fixed number of brachos in Shmona Esrei. All of a sudden, we're giving someone the latitude to make up their own bracha and add it. I'm not, I'm not even making it up, but it's, it, we have like a principle in halacha. Yeah, you got to follow the guidelines. So you're adding out your own bracha because you're fasting? That's crazy. El Amar of Yitzchak, he argued and said, I think it should be b'shomei atzvila. It's just interesting that we paskin that way because he was arguing with his father, but that is Lamaisa how we paskin is that when we do say Anenu as a Yachid, forget the Shliach Tzibor, as a Yachid, we do say it in Shema Koleinu and not as its own Bracha. The Gemara says, hold on one second. Let's try and understand this a little better. Uh, this is going to be Akashia on one of these Shitas, either the Shita of Ben Goa Lerofe or the Shita of Shomeh Let's see which one. Meisve. Ein bein, there's no difference between yachid tzibur, is that one only davens 18, and the other davens 19. The, the yachid, when he davens by himself, he says a regular shmona esrei. This one davens 19, that the shleach tzibur says anenu. Of course, this is prior to the injunction of Olam uh, al by Shmuel HaKatan, or at least when we refer to it, we're referring to it that way, because these Amorayim lived way after Shmuel HaKatan, and they were already davening a Shmona Esrei with some version of Olam al the different and look in the different sidurim, there's different shitas and the different sidurim, but whatever the case may be, the Gemara is just speaking in general terms here and saying that only the Shleach Tzibur adds that. So says the Gemara, my Yachidu, my Tzibur. What, when this, what is this Brisa talking about when it talks about a Yachid and a Tzibur? If when we say a Yachid, we're speaking about a regular guy in the, in the, in the pews. And when we say to a tzibor, we're talking about a shliach tzibor. So hani to shasrei, that's not correct. If we're if we're in fasting crisis mode because there's no there's no rain, he doesn't say a shmona esrei of nineteen esrin ve'arbahavu. They add in extra brachos specifically for the fast day. So you've got your numbers all wrong. It can't be that that's the case that that the tzibor, the shliach tzibor, is a reference to tzibor. Elalav. Therefore, we have to re-understand this bright. So hachikamar. We're twelve lines or so from the bottom of the page. Ein bain. Yachid, the kibel alav tainis yachid, le yachid shakibel alav tainis tzibor. 
when we talk about Yachid and Sibor, it's all talking about a Yachid, one person, but in one case, the Yachid was Mekabal upon himself, a Tainus Yachid, and in the other case, he was Mekabal upon himself, a Tainus Sibor, but not talking about a Shliach Sibor. What do we see from here? That if we interpret this Brisa the way we just did, that in one case, the Yachid is saying a Shmon Esrei with 18 brachos, that's when he gets, accepts a tiny yachid. And in another case, he accepts upon himself to say 19 brachos for a tiny tzibor. What do we see? So therefore, we see that the bracha can be established on its own. And that's a kasha on the sheet of Rav Yitzchak. Rav Yitzchak said the only time we say this added bracha of a tainus is in Shema Koleinu. But here, we see from the brisa that if the brisa is being interpreted as both parts of the brisa, one who says Shmon Esri with 18 brachos and one who says it with 19 is all about a yachid, then one of them has to be adding an anenu, and that means that Rav Yitzchak has to be wrong. So says the Gemara Lo. That's not the correct way to understand the brisa. The Olam Eimalach, I'll tell you that when we talk about Tzibor, we're referring to Shliach Tzibor. We said the problem we had with that interpretation of saying that the word Tzibor referred to a Shliach Tzibor, the problem that we had is that during a Tainus, the Shliach Tzibor doesn't say 19 brachos, he says 24. So says the Gemara, the way we get out of that is very simple. But Gimel Tainios Rishonos, two Mishnas ago, the first time we hit a certain breaking point when we should have seen rain but didn't, those first three fasts, there he only says a regular Shmon Esrei, Deleka Esrein Ba'arba. Says the Gemara, that's not true, Velo. Really? Ha, what does the Mishnah say? Ein bain katani. It says, quote, ein bain. What is the actual Mishnah? <laughs> First of the long lines, eight lines from the bottom of the page at Gimel Amadbeis, says the Gemara, ein bain Gimel Rishonos le Gimel Emtsayos, ela shebe'elu mutarn ba'asiyas melacha, ube'elu asurin ba'asiyas melacha. The Mishnah says that the first three fasts that we do in order to try and offset the, uh, the, the lack of rain, the drought, that the first three fasts that we do and the second three fasts that we do, there's no difference between them except for Asiyas Malacha. But when it comes to the 24 brachos, we do say those. So if you're trying to understand the brisa that was confusing earlier, if you're trying to understand the brisa that when we say Tzibur, it's referring to Shteach Tzibur, and he only says 19 brachos, and really the first three uh, tiny we make during a drought shouldn't have 24. That's just not correct. But the Bryce says in vain that there's no difference, implying that there should be 24, in which case we're back to our original question. Says the Gemara, yeah, ton of a sheer. When the Gemara says Ain Bain, it was uh, being a little loose-lipped about it. It didn't mean to be ever so specific. And this is a distinction that during the first three fasts, the Shliach Tibur doesn't say 24 brachos. He only says 19. Says the Gemara, I have two problems with that answer. First of all, my shear to high shear. What else did you leave along with it? In general, when we're under the assumption of Tan of Ashir, that something was left out, we always assume that there was another thing left out with it. But here, the only distinction that we have between the first three fasts and the second three fasts is the 24 brachos. So we have nothing else. The suin furthermore says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, the ha'ein bank tani. That doesn't make sense. It also says ein bain. That's a very specific language. There's no other things between this and that. There's no difference between me and you except for our height. So we're going to assume you're being very specific. You look at identical twins, ein bain, these two are identical. There's the only difference between them is one mole. So why would you assume there's more than one thing? So the Gemara says, and you can't look at the words ein bain, and then say ton of ishir. You're going to say ain bain, the specific language of comparison. Everything is the same except for X. And then say, no, no, we were being loose-lipped about it. You can't do that. That doesn't work. So says the Gemara, Ella, here is really one answer as to how we get out of this. Tana isure kamairi. Our mission was only dealing with isurim, but betfilos lo mairi. But it wasn't talking about the number 
of brachos. That's one answer. The second answer is that maybe when we said ain bain, that there's no difference between the first and second set of three fasts, it's true. But the second fast doesn't have 24 brachos, just like the first set doesn't, neither of them do. Says the Gemara, that's impossible, Velo. How can you say that the second set doesn't, the second set of three fasts doesn't have 24 brachos? Velatanya, the Brysa writes, Ein bein gimel, shni, uh, gimel shnios, the second set of three fasts that we do. There's no difference between that, Lesheva achronos, from the final set of seven fasts that we do. Ella, except to say, Shebe'elu Masriyan, that when it comes to the seven fasts, we are Masriya, that is either uh, blowing shofar or saying a different version of Anenu. You know the Anenu we say in, uh, in Slichos. Anenu Hashem, Anenu, Anenu Eloke, Anenu Abraham, Anenu. That's the one we're talking about, so we'll get there soon. The Noah Lenes Hachanuyos. Those are the only differences. Halachol Divrein, but for everything else, Zev is Shavin. Everything else should be the same. And in the second, in the in the final set of seven fasts, we do absolutely say 24 brachos in Shemona Esrei, or the Shliach Tzibor does, which means that that's also true in the middle set of three of th- three fasts, and therefore, we're back to where we started. And if you want to say, if you want to give the same answer, eh, whatever, they're being loose-lipped about it, I'm not accepting that. But I'm not, I'm not willing to accept it. Says the Gemara, you're pushing on this ain bain thing that whenever we say ain bain is this like masterful comparison with no other exceptions. That's not necessarily true. The tisbara is your assumption correct? Ain bain dafka that ain bain is so rigid that when we say two things are compared to one another with the phrase of ain bain that nothing else can be left out. It's not true. And I'll give you a raya from here. Says the Gemara. The hashir teva. There's something that we did we leave out, which is the teva. So Rashi references this that what they would do when things were very bad is they would take the Aaron Kodesh out into the streets. That's what they would do when, they're, when things were really bad during a drought season. We don't see that in the Ain Bains. Why not? Obviously, it was left out. So it says the Gemara, if the one distinction that you're going to show me between uh, the earlier fast and the later fast is, a, is the Teva, of whether or not we take the Ark and put it out in the street so that people can see it, that's not good. Why not? Why is that not considered something that's left out? Because even though it's different, the Mishnah is only speaking about, the Bryce is only speaking about that which was done privately. And we're just not dealing with those things. So there's, that's not contradictory to say that Ain Bain left out left out the Teva, left out the fact that we take the Ark out into the streets. We're talking, the Mishnah is only more narrow. The Mishnah is only speaking about things that are done between. And Amar Ravashi, Masnisa Nami Deka, that our Mishnah actually does have some uh, some teeth to it. Masnisa Nami Deka, because what does our Mishnah say? Dekatani, Ma Ilu Yeseros, Ma Elu Yeseros Al Harishonos. Why are these different, these later fasts, different than the earlier ones, that the later ones, we blow shofar or say, and we also lock up the stores. So this is what the Gemara says, is a, is a supportive raya to the approach that we've been saying. If you want to say that here too, the language doesn't work. It says, just like this is, a, so that's a very specific language as well. If you look back onto the fourth line, Ma'elu Yaseiros, what are the things that are contrasting between the later fast and the earlier fast? Says the Gemara, but Tizbra, is that logical to assume that Ma'elu, the phrase of Ma'elu is Dafkahu, that it's a very specific and limiting phrase? Vashir la teva. There too, we left out the teva. Says the Gemara, a slightly different answer, but Imi Shum teva, if what you're talking about is the teva, 
That's not considered something that's actually left out. Why not? We're going to learn about this in a, in a different parak that has its own marimakomos and doesn't need to be spoken about here. Says the Gemara, now that we've gotten to this point already, that we've spoken about things that are going to show up in another parak, then then the distinction of 24 brachos between one set of fasts and another is also not a distinction worth discussing. We're going to learn about it in another parak. Okay, so we're basically we have a lot of back and forth here about what actually the halacha should be in regards to uh, the, in regards to the Shmona Esrei. When do we say the Anenu? So the Gemara says, "My have Allah." Often in the Gemara, when we see this phrase, it's a transition point in the sugya from Lamdus to Psak. So let's see what the Gemara says. Amar of Shmuel. I think we'll just stop at these uh, two dots. Maybe we'll do a draw more. Amar of Shmuel bar Sasritoi. Bechain Amar of Chia bar bar Ashi. Amar Rav. When do we say it? Ben Goel Lerofe. That's the shita of Rav. The Rav Ashi Amar Mishmei the Rav Yanai Berei the Rav Yishmael b'Shamei So even the Amoraim were still left in a machlokas at this point. The Hilchasa b'Shamei Atfila. Halacha Lamaisa. How do we paskin b'Shamei Atfila? I have a question that I don't know the answer to, which is who wrote these words? Who wrote the Hilchasa b'Shamei Atfila? The way the Gemara was structured over the years is that first we had the Mishnayas, then we added into the Gemara the Toseftas and all the other Torah Satunem Toseftas and Brisas and Medrashe Chazal. And then came along the Amorim and they added their phrases. But what made the Gemara into a smooth, relatively smooth flowing uh, collection of books was the Savorim who lived after the Amorim. So who wrote this phrase, I don't know. It is the way we paskin. I'm just curious from a methodology perspective as to who, how this actually came to pass, but doesn't matter. Let's continue. We'll do a little bit more. Says the Gemara, Tani, we have uh, three conf- conflicting brisas about a woman who is an uberes or a menekes, a woman who's pregnant or a woman who is nursing. Tani chada, ubaros, women, uh, w- women who are pregnant, umenikos, women who are nursing, misanos perishonos, when we talk about these fasts for um, for rain, they fast the first fast, but they don't do the later fasts. Okay, a little vague. We don't know exactly which fasts are being referred to here. The next brisa uh, says the opposite. They only do the later fasts. However, um, but they don't do the earlier fasts. And then to make things even more confusing, we have a third Brisa that doesn't agree with any of them. They don't fast in either of them. So says the Gemara, how do we answer this? It's amazing how short this answer is considering how many answers we would need to give to figure it out. Says the Gemara, you should just hold on to the middle answer. Why? Because it answers everything up for you. Thank you very much to Rashi, because I had no idea what this was talking about. Says the Gemara, Rashi, about a third of the way down in the Rashi's, So what does that mean? Klomar, All you need to say is that they fasted in the middle uh, set of three fasts. And then all of the other languages work out fine. How so? The b'risa that says that that they fasted in the beginning and not at the end. It doesn't mean the very, very early ones. It's only talking about the middle one as the rishonos relative to the later ones. So that is how Ravashi in one fell swoop answered up all the questions is that the women would fast in the middle 
So there was a, when there was a long drought, there would be three fasts followed by three fasts followed by seven fasts. So the ones in the middle, the three fasts in the middle, that's the ones that they, that they would do. I1 Brisa says in the Rishonos that they would not fast. So that was talking about Rishon Mamish. If the Brisa said Rishonos that they would fast, that was talking about the middle one relative to the last one. And that is how the Gemara concludes. May as well learn more. No? May as well. All right. Says the Gemara. What did the Mishnah mean when it said that they were Masrian, that they were that they were Masrian, that they were crying out? So that's a machlokas. They would say the Anenu that we say in Slichos. We might have had a Habamina Manda Amar Amar We might have thought that these were mutually exclusive Shitas. That the one who says that we say Anenu holds that there was no Shofar. But that can't be that they're mutually exclusive Shitas because. Ve'atanya, the Brisa writes, in pochsin mi shevatanios, we never say less than seven tanios, alatzibor, shebahen yurches hasros, and there would never be less than 18 hasros, v'simen ladavar yuricho, v'yuricho shofros haba, v'tiyufta, laman damar be'anenu. It can't be that we have this habamina, that according to the one who says that Masrin is anenu, that we don't do shofar, and according to the one who says Masrin is shofar, we don't do anenu, they can't be mutually exclusive because there were definitely shofros. That's for sure. Because the Brisa makes reference to Yericho, and we know what happened at Yericho. They danced around with the shofar, they walked around with the shofros, and the walls fell. So it says the Gemara, Ella, four, where are we? Three lines before the wide lines. Ella, the shofros to Kule al Malo, Pligi to Karila Asra. Everyone agrees that that's the case, that we do include Hasra of shofar. Kipligi be'anenu, Mar Savar Karila Hasra. And we'll stop right here and we'll pick up again on Shabbos. And there's just a machlokas. Yes, everyone agrees that we, we use shofar when it comes to these fasts on, uh, uh, in order to end the drought. The only question is, do we say anin? Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah, we kind of stopped in the middle, but I...